Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Welcome back to the Sydney Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club. Coming to you from St. Vincent's Hospital, my name is Damien Marucci and I'm with Dr. L. Vandervoort, one of the unaccredited registrars. The next paper we looked at was multivariate preoperative and intraoperative predictors of postmastectomy radiation therapy in patients for whom immediate breast reconstruction is planned. This is by Chow et al. and out of Columbus, Ohio in the United States. So L, what was this paper looking at? So this paper looked at patients who were planned for immediate breast reconstruction um, and tried to answer the question of whether the likelihood of post-mastectomy radiotherapy can be predicted based on available, readily available preoperative and intraoperative information. Uh, it was a retrospective chart review that looked at 322 patients, 55 of which underwent radiotherapy, so that was a rate of 17%. Um, it, the patients who were recruited were female breast cancer patients who had undergone mastectomy and central lymph node biopsy with frozen, frozen sections. Um, it included patients who did not undergo reconstruction, but excluded any patients who were not candidates for radiotherapy, for example, if they had in-situ disease or had had a previous breast re- radiotherapy. Um, and it also excluded patients that were going to receive radiotherapy regardless of other factors, for example, patients with inflammatory breast cancer or with chest wall invasion. Okay, so this study looked at a whole range of preoperative and intraoperative factors. But in the end, they basically just came down to a, a very small number that was shown to be statistically significantly associated with postoperative radiotherapy. And what, what were they? What were the main things they found? So the three significant predictors for radiotherapy were firstly intraoperative sentinel uh, lymph node by frozen section result. Uh, then secondly, a larger tumour size and also increased age. Um, with the sentinel lymph node frozen section, that was found to have a negative predictive value of 95.4%. So patients who had a negative uh, frozen section result had a less than 5% chance of going on to require post-mastectomy radiotherapy. Um, A positive frozen section result only had a positive predictive value of 54.3%. However, when they combined that with a Uh, with tumour size of equal to or greater than two centimetres, that positive predictive value increased to 80.5%. Okay, so what were the conclusions of this paper? The conclusion was that if you have a negative frozen section result, you are uh, unlikely to need radiotherapy um, postoperatively. However, if you have a positive um, sentinel lymph node frozen section result and a tumour size of two centimetres or more, then you are you are likely, you have an over 85% chance of going on to need post-mastectomy radiotherapy. Okay, this was certainly a very interesting paper. There's a lot of discussion in terms of how does this change what you do. Um, if you were thinking of doing an immediate um, autologous free flap reconstruction and the patient had a positive sentinel node and has a large tumour, does that mean you would change your uh, decision-making process in the middle of the surgery and uh, not perform an autologous re- uh, free flap, rather put an expander or, or go direct to implant or something else, knowing the patient is going to have adjuvant radiotherapy and you don't want to have your flap irradiated. Um, which means that you would have blocked off a number of hours 
uh, of your life and uh, then to have that come to nothing. Um, we're sort of wondering how this actually will change uh, how surgeons plan for what they do or how it will actually change what you do after the breast surgeon has stepped back and the reconstructive surgeon steps forward in order to perform the reconstruction. Certainly that wasn't the focus of the paper, but it's certainly the next logical uh, discussion point emanating from this particular study. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.